Our text for this evening's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the enjoyable traditions of Advent, the Advent season, is to use Advent calendars to count down the days to Christmas. There's the kind with the little windows that open, one for each day, and also the kind that create a picture of the Bethlehem scene with a different figure added to complete the picture each day, each day that goes by. They're good. They help us remember and anticipate the coming of our Savior at Christmas. And they sound a warning, a warning that time is running out. Time is running out for things to get done. Time is running out to be ready and prepared for Christmas. But I wonder, what if we had another kind of Advent calendar? One, not to count down the days until Christmas when we remember Jesus coming in the flesh at Bethlehem, but one to count down the days till he comes again in glory. And Advent's calendar to count down to the end of time and the end of the world as we know it What about that? What about that? How would that change the way we live? How would that help us to remember and anticipate our Savior's return? And how would that sound the warning for us that time is running out? Time is running out for us to get things done to be ready, to be prepared, to repent. That would be a good thing. And it would help us focus on the meaning of of this Advent season, that we do not only remember the first coming of our Lord in the flesh at Bethlehem, but we also remember the second coming of our Lord when he returns, when he returns to be our judge. And remember, remembering all of that, we need to ask ourselves, will we be ready when he comes? Or will we be found sleeping in on the day of his coming to judge the living and the dead? Like we're often sleeping in when he comes now. On this day of salvation, which has been ever since our Lord's suffering, death, resurrection, and ascension, when he comes to forgive our sins, to renew our faith and life, we do a lot of sleeping in when it comes to that. Will we be sleeping in when he comes again in glory? Will we be ready for that? Or will it be too late? Jerusalem 
was not ready. She was not ready when Jesus rode into town on that Palm Sunday, humble and mounted on a donkey. She was not ready for the time of God's visitation in Christ. She had grown tired of waiting, distracted with the problems and issues of the day, had taken her eyes off of the Lord and closed her eyes to her own sin, but also to the sins of those around her, not calling them out for the benefit of those participating in those particular sins. The governor refused to govern rightly, remember? Swayed by the crowds, swayed by his own self-interest. Within the walls of Jerusalem, there were those who literally sought to get rid of Jesus, to get God out of their lives. He's the problem. There was the betrayer, right? And there were the disciples who refused to follow or even to say they knew him. Remember how Peter denied even knowing him? And then, remember when Jesus asked to pray, when he went by himself to pray, to be ready? And we got back to them. They weren't praying. They were sleeping. They were sleeping in the way of the world. They were sleeping because they didn't understand how important God and Christ was for their lives and what he was there to do. Now, does that sound a bit like our world today? Does that sound like you? Maybe sleeping in when it comes to the important things and going the extra mile when it comes to something so trivial that you'll spend half your salary on it when it doesn't really matter? Sound familiar when there are politicians among us who aren't concerned about our community, they just want what they want and have a narrative to project so that they are part of the crowd, that they're not canceled out. Sound familiar that as Christians we're not speaking out, speaking out for young children who are even having body parts cut off of them before puberty because there's this narrative that says they can change into whatever they want to be. And then we find out later, we find out later that those same children end up unhappy, even if they were unhappy in their bodies before, they're even more unhappy when the surgery doesn't 
change the reality of who they are. They are 15 times more likely to commit suicide, and nobody's talking about it. Are we sleeping in while others are running roughshod and butchering even our children? along with those children in the womb that's been going on for years? And are we confessing our own sins? That all of us fall short of the glory of God. It was interesting, Pastor May talking here yesterday about men in Kenya. In teaching them, he said, you know, you need to let your people know that you are a sinner. That you're Faith and hope is not in yourself and even in what you do, but in Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen from the dead. And he said it's taken a lot of work because they said, well, we can't say that we're sinners. We're the pastors. They won't come here anymore. (laughs) I hope over the years that you've understood that the same law applies to me and I fail in thought, word, and deed, just as you do. So it's time to wake up, to look to God and Christ, to have the courage of our convictions that we've been given in Christ, in the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what our Lord does here through his word and sacrament. He, he encourages us. Take courage. It is I, he told the disciples when they were in fear. And that's what he says to you and me here tonight, too. Take courage. I'm with you. God is with you in the flesh. Look to him. Don't sleep in at the time of his coming to forgive you, to renew your faith in life, and to equip you to love the world enough and the people in it to speak up word of God that sets us free from our sin and death. That's why Jesus issues a warning for us tonight. Stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. When he comes again in glory, that's it. It'll be too late. Stay awake, receive his gifts now. And the Apostle Paul follows up and says, the hour has come for you to wake up from your sleep. Jesus is calling you today in the waters of holy baptism to repent and not to be swallowed up by the distractions of this world or to close your eyes to your own sin or the sin of others, but to be drowned in his flood and to be raised with new life in his forgiveness and to lead others to do the same. That there's forgiveness no matter what you've done or left undone, no matter how confused you are about who you are. We're all in the same place. The antidote is the forgiveness of sins. And while we may be caught up in the feasting of this season, in the trivial matters, right? While we may be caught up in all of that, and all of its parties and joys, Jesus is calling you not not to neglect the feast he has set for you, the feast of his very own body, 
and blood. That in repentance and faith, you receive this forgiveness and life and be satisfied and be filled, not just for time, but for eternity. While our mouths and ears are filled with words of songs of peace during this season, Jesus is calling you to hear his words of peace. As he says to you, I forgive you all your sins. With that true and lasting peace, you are invited to join in, not just with the carols on the radio in this world, in the here and now, but with the song of the angels in heaven, with the angels, the archangels, and the song of all of the company of heaven, that death has been conquered by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that God has prepared a place for you. He's not sleeping in. He comes to you now to get you ready for your death that he's overcome for you, or when he comes again in glory, whichever comes first. Because he's prepared a place for you. He's called you by name. You belong to him. And he wants you with him and each other for eternity. These gifts are the real Christmas gifts, true and lasting gifts, that he was born to give, that he died to give, and that he rose to give. That you too, who are born and die, that you would rise and live with him. That the window open for you be not just the little countdown window of an advent calendar, but the very window into heaven. So while we may not be able to count down the days until the end, it's okay. It's okay. Our Lord is counting. Counting days, not sins, and making you ready. Ready so that we pray with confidence, stir up your power, O Lord, and come. We don't know when he will come again in glory. That's okay. That's okay. God is counting the days to come and make it right with you for all eternity. For if Jesus is the reason for the Christmas season, and he is, Hosanna is the reason for the Advent season. Hosanna. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Save us now. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.